This is a Pain Coaches Podcast. I'm Sarah Reed. And I'm Karen Lindy. You are listening to episode four, Other People Can't Hurt You. In today's podcast, we're talking about how other people can't hurt you. When we say hurt, we mean emotionally. Somebody else cannot hurt you emotionally. Yeah, other people can hurt or harm you physically, but the emotional pain that you attach to your physical pain is entirely up to you. Other people don't cause it. They're not responsible for it. It's all happening in your own brain. This is not to say that you don't feel pain following somebody physically hurting you. You probably do, but you probably want to feel that pain. They're not forcing you to feel bad about it. People want to go to the extreme cases of, being raped or physically abused and saying, oh, you know, of course those people hurt you. We're not saying that's not true. But the distress and the suffering that you feel in response to what happened to their actions is all caused by your own thinking. And it's probably thinking that you want to hold on to and you do want to keep and you you don't want to feel good about physical abuse. But The problem comes in when you're telling yourself that they caused it or that they're causing you to feel pain now. And that's never, ever the case. Yeah. If you go back to our first podcast, what causes your feelings? It's always your thoughts in this, in this situation. It's, it's no different. And those thoughts are always happening now. You can be thinking about something in the past, but even if you're thinking about how horrible it was for you in the past, you're, you're making it real for you now if you're feeling pain from it now. Painful thoughts create painful feelings. Nothing outside of you is doing this to you. You're doing it to yourself. Byron Katie says, no one can hurt me. That's my job. Yeah, that makes me think of that quote that always goes around. Other people, it's something like, other people can't hurt you, harm you without your consent. Something like that. Yeah, that was in The Princess Diaries. <laughs> I always what? know it from that. So, what does the queen say? No, her driver. Um, what's his name? Her her limo driver guy. She got out of the car and she was about to go into school, and some people had been being mean to her. Oh, the, in the press, they were talking about her, and she was all weepy about it. And he, she gets out of the car, and he's like, "Other people can't make you feel inferior without your consent." And she said, "Eleanor Roosevelt said that." <laughs> I've seen that movie too many times. <laughs> But it's so true. Nobody else can reach into your brain and put thoughts into your brain, which means that nobody else can make you feel anything. Right. The whole thing about painful thoughts creating painful feelings, I love reminding myself of that because anytime you have a feeling, an emotion that you don't like, and you automatically always are saying, oh, well, that person is annoying or that person is infuriating or whatever. But if you remember really, no, my thoughts about them are annoying or infuriating. I'm doing this to myself and it's fine. Go ahead and do it. But just, it's such a shift when you see like, oh, I'm doing this. That's like what we're talking about in, in podcast two, where instead of saying I'm anxious, you say I'm feeling anxiety. Yes. That is such a huge shift. It's, It's really, it's even, even you can do that with physical sensations. I remember Wayne Dyer talking about that. He would say, you want to get into the habit of not saying I'm hungry, but like my body is hungry because that separates you from the physical body that you're in. Right. That's so interesting. You might have some resistance to this and think, no, 
my husband makes me feel bad or <laughs> my coworker makes me feel bad. My boss makes me feel bad. But this is really good news because this shift brings all of your power back to you. It's so freeing. It's so powerful. So just give it a try. The other day I was totally convinced that another person was annoying and <laughs> Sarah was um, trying to talk me down from it. Whenever I go into work, there's this person that works in the same building as me. And every day, doesn't matter what time I go in, this person is always right behind me. And there's a school zone right before we get to the block that our building's on. And it's like 25 miles an hour. And every single day, this person in the same car is tailgating me. They're right up on my butt. And I get to work and I'm so aggravated every day. And it just starts my day in a bad day. At least that's the story that I was telling myself. Right, it's a story. Yeah, and Sarah kept telling me, that person isn't annoying. You are thinking annoying thoughts about them. And I was like, nope, nope, they're they're annoying. They're awful. It's good because I was just thinking that it's so perfect for you because you say that this person is there. It's every day. You guys get there at the same time every day. Yeah, no matter what time I come in. Right. So how perfect for you and your whole life education experience about managing your thoughts that you have this so-called annoying person every day tailgating you into work and teaching you, trying to teach you, you're, you're, you've been not open to learning the lesson, but trying to teach you that they are not responsible for your emotional life at all. Right. Right. And I still haven't fully accepted it. Yeah. <laughs> so, like where we got to when Sarah was coaching me, where we got to was that I want to feel annoyed by this person tailgating me every day. And I, I don't want to let it affect my work and I don't want to treat people differently because of it, but I want to feel annoyed. When, right. When so you're kind of in the middle. You're in that yeah. of misery where you know that it's you and right. you know that, that it is sort of giving you, it's affecting your life and giving you results that you don't want. But at the right. same time, you're not ready to give up the thoughts that you have about her. Right. But that's the first, that's always the first step is accepting that I'm causing, yeah. I am responsible for feeling annoyed and only by accepting that can I ever move on from it and release it, you know? Right. If you didn't think that this was annoying, that she was annoying, that she shouldn't be doing these things, it wouldn't be a problem. But you really right. do believe those thoughts and you want to keep believing really them right now. Yeah. So eventually, we'll, we'll keep you updated on my, <laughs> my self-coaching about this tailgater. But this is great to tie in because... What other people say and do doesn't affect you until you have a thought about it. So when this person tailgates me, I think, what if there's ice? Then she'll crash into me. My brain is very dramatic about this. <laughs> it's really so dramatic. It talks like that. It's like a movie going on in my brain. I was going to say, let's pause and talk about that thought because it's so useful. This We could do some coaching here, but like... Okay, yeah. Your, your brain goes automatically to she's gonna there's gonna be ice and she's gonna run into me or what what exactly do you think there yeah I think that she's an unsafe driver these are all my thoughts she's an unsafe driver one day there's gonna be black ice and she's gonna slam into me and right so you're, you're totally and I'm gonna die you're gonna you're having this horrible experience now because of something your brain is convinced will happen in the future yeah not because of something that's happening right now right She's doing something, and it's not even the thing she's doing now. It's what you think is it's going to cause in the future. That is what's causing you pain. Right, right. Sarah kept saying the other day, 
So nothing has happened. Yeah, I was like, so did you die? No. <laughs> no, but I could have. That's what I kept saying. Yeah, but I could have died. Yeah, but you probably could have died a million other ways this last week, so, you know. Right, right. Uh, it's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. You might not have a person tailgating you into work every morning, but you can see how this applies to other situations. I invite you to try that whenever we give an example in this podcast, even if it has no, you know, it's never happened to you in your life. Try to think of an example of how it can apply to your life. Every thought that we have has a vibration attached to it. And we refer to these as feelings or our emotions. And what that just means is you think a thought, there's a sentence in your brain. It, it comes into your brain not on purpose necessarily, but it's something that you do is triggered by an outside circumstance and you're either in the habit of it or maybe it's a new thought, but it's a thought that's just in your brain. It's a sentence and it has an energy, an energetic vibration to it. And we feel these vibrations in our bodies when we attach to the thoughts or believe them. So you could have a sentence go through your brain that you don't believe at all and it doesn't affect, you don't feel it in your body and your energetic centers and your chakras or anything but then when you believe a thought when the sentence goes through and you attach to it mentally you think that it's true or you you've thought it a lot of times so it quote feels true then you feel the vibration that's attached to that thought in your body somewhere if someone says something mean to you like your cargo shorts are ugly and you're not wearing cargo shorts you're not going to be offended by it well if you're wearing cargo shorts you (laughs) should be offended because those are awful (laughs) agreed but my point is that if somebody says something mean to you and you know it's not true you're not going to believe it you're not going to be offended by it but if somebody says but if somebody says you're ugly and you believe that you're ugly then you will feel hurt or if somebody says it's only if you think that what they're saying is kind of maybe true that you might attach to their thoughts because when they're telling you something they're just offering you their thoughts so right right so instead of when somebody offers you their thoughts you do not have to take them on and believe them so even if somebody says you're ugly you can think well they're wrong they're misinformed yeah (laughs) they're misinformed they're confused yeah they're confused is a is a great one I like to hold on to that one because it doesn't put any sort of blame or because even when you think, oh well, they're wrong, that's almost like oh, yeah, there's true. Wrong with them, but if you say, oh, right. they're confused, it, you can still love them even though yeah. they're confused, right? So you can even let that person hang on to their beliefs. You can let them. I mean, you don't have a choice in it, but you can kindly, <laughs> yeah. you can kindly allow them to keep thinking that you're ugly. There's you something to, that there's something that happens in your brain when you when you allow. Like, when you think, I'll allow allow that. Like, when you just have the the acceptance, the the non-resistance in your own thinking, and you just allow, and you're not really allowing, but you think, you believe that you're allowing something, there's something very freeing and peaceful about that. And it doesn't actually change anything, so you might as well just do it well it doesn't change anything in the other person but right. it does it does allow you to move on for it you're not going to sit around thinking all day oh my god joey thinks i'm ugly <laughs> you're you're just gonna let go of it because you're like okay joey's joey's confused and that's joey fine it's confused 
Joey's always gonna be his. Where's Joey? What's going on with Joey? What's his problem? No, he doesn't have a problem. He's just, it's, he's confused. He has his own model. He's thinking thoughts that lead him to feel things that, you know, he's got his own model going on. That's something you and I talk about a lot, right? Like, yeah. If we were that person, we would totally be thinking and feeling and acting the exact same way. And that's so, I I remember learning that from Brooke and it blew my mind that we sit around thinking, oh, well, if I was that person, I would do it totally different. I would never say that. I would never think that. But it's a lie. If you were that other person with all of their experiences and all of their other underlying beliefs and the things that they've done and and the results they have in their life you would totally be thinking and feeling and doing exactly what they are doing you said that to me the other day about the tailgater Mm -hmm. you said if you were that person you'd be doing the same thing and that's so true because if i was that person thinking the thoughts that they're thinking which are i don't know what they are but they're probably something like why is this person always going so slow i'm trying to get to work something like that I'm gonna be late it's gonna gonna be be awful for me if I'm not there on time right then I would be tailgating this person whereas I'm thinking oh and the other thing is they probably haven't gotten pulled over on that road so they're think it's fine to tailgate I have gotten I have gotten pulled over on that road so I'm gonna go the speed limit but they they haven't had that result so they think different things and that's totally fine yeah Although I still think that you should be a safe driver <laughs> because I'm still yes. stuck in this model. Right. Well, so what I was trying to point out to you is, yeah, you can keep that thought of you need to be a safe driver. And so that makes you a safe driver. And guess what? That's all you can control ever anyway is what you do. So huge. I just really would love to be able to control that person. Yeah, I know. But that's really not serving it. you. That that hope and wish is not serving you, is it? No. It's okay. Keep it. Just, just keep watching. For now, for now, yeah. I'm gonna keep it. But we will, we will, as it'll, things progress, it'll let go of you soon enough. Yeah, so. yeah, it will. This is this is what we teach, and I just think it's interesting that even with these tools, you're still gonna have stuff like this. I mean, you yeah. still have to work through it on different yeah. different things, you know. And that's why it makes it so fun when you realize this, because it's like. Yeah. Everything that happens in your life, you're like, ooh, I should work on my brain. Yeah. Like, well, that's a good way to look at it because a lot of times I get stuck more in that I have this huge realization and this total awareness that sinks in about how I created this whole thing. It doesn't have to be such a big, horrible deal. And I feel like this relief and it's so wonderful. And I'm like, I got this. And then like the next day, something else happens that is actually the same thing but it's in my brain it's not the same and so I have to do it all over again right you know I I do I think as I've been going along I get there faster but it's so fun to watch how your brain still does the same stupid stuff over and over yeah totally yeah and you do gain traction because you you go back and you kind of correct those thought errors and so you get further and further along each time but sometimes you still have to go back to the beginning and be like, hey, my thought creates my feeling, <laughs> creates, you know. Anyway. Yeah, that beginner's mind. Every time you sink back into that, it's the, it's like the first time again. And it's actually really cool when you have that mind-blowing experience over and over because you totally get it. You get to just enjoy that, that oh, yes, over and yeah, over. Yeah, this is true. Okay, example for me. 
every time I'm waiting for someone in particular to answer a text or to text me back. She's talking about me. Yes. No, you're always at my beck and call. (laughs) If it's someone that I have to wait an hour or two hours or three hours or four hours, I have been through this at least a hundred times, not with the same person, but with, you know, different relationships, different people. And every time it ends up being fine. Every single time they answer and there's a totally good explanation for why they weren't and nothing, they didn't die. They didn't change their mind about me. It wasn't anything awful, but also every time it comes up, my brain just spins on it. And I, I tell my brain, you know, it's okay. It's just, you know, I, I give it all the right answers about Evidence. what it could be, all that it probably is. But she, Margot, just keeps saying, no, 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 this, this time, this time you need to worry. Like this time right. is different. And you just have to go through that every time, get better at letting her have her thoughts and then saying, well, I'm going to think this instead. I'm not going to focus on that. That's really interesting, though, because you're still really committed to the story that you have to wait for the person's text. Well, is, no. that, is that true? Do you have to sit around and wait? For- no, I don't, I don't have to sit and think about it. That's, right. that's what I'm saying is, like, I want to, because this is what we were talking about earlier. If I know ahead of time, okay, well, they're doing this thing, and so that's why they're not answering me. Then you don't even think about it. Then I believe that enough that I can just go about my day and not worry about it. But if they don't tell me that, even though I can still think, oh, well, they're doing this thing, they're busy, it's not about me. I can, I'm still able to think that, but my brain doesn't want to just let that be the truth. It wants to say, yeah, but what about this? What if it's this other thing? What if it's not really that? And it's like right. so unuseful because... All right. it does is me spinning on where they are and not living my life. It's just not useful. Yeah, it's not useful because you can choose to believe they're just doing something else. And that's well, totally that's fine. probably the truth. So it's like why I want to ask Margot, why does she insist on telling me about these things that could be happening rather than just saying, well, yeah, maybe, but it could also be this nice thing or it could be this totally okay thing. The reason she's telling you that is because, and she, we're talking about Sarah's brain, who we'll introduce in the next podcast, but that's what we call Sarah's primitive brain. Yeah. Anyway, the reason that your primitive brain is trying to protect you is because it thinks that you're going to be left behind there. Well, it just thinks something bad will happen if I don't worry about these things. Right. And really worrying doesn't solve anything. It doesn't change anything. It does not. This works with positive emotion as well. So we talk a lot here about pain and negative emotion and how to not suffer from them or whatever. But when you think about this with positive emotion, it's kind of interesting to see that it's the same exact thing. Someone, say someone that you really like and love, they're saying all these nice things to you and you feel really great about it. But if it's someone that you don't really like, they could still be saying all those nice things and you don't feel that love or all of that good all those good feelings unless you believe it and you think things that go along with that yeah and it could even be the same person just in different circumstances so if someone says I love you and you believe them you're gonna have a thought like oh they love me and that makes you feel really good 
but if they say I love you and you don't believe them and that's what we're talking about is when you attach to a thought and you believe it so they're offering you their thoughts so if you attach to that and you think oh yes they do love me then it feels great if you think they are lying or they don't love me then you don't feel great that feels awful to think someone is lying or that they don't love you right so it's the same circumstance their actions are your circumstance and your model it's the same words coming out of their mouth but you have different models based on the next line in the model which is your thoughts that's really where it all happens is in the thought line right so this person saying anything to you or quote-unquote doing anything to you is always a circumstance that's always neutral and you get to choose what you're going to make that mean so in our freebie for this week, which you can get on our website, thepaincoaches.com, Sarah laid out an example model that is a really juicy one. I think y'all are going to like it. So in our example, our point is not to absolve the quote-unquote bad behaviors of others. You want to have boundaries for yourself when people do things you're not okay with. But the way you feel as you set and follow through on these boundaries is key it's a hundred percent up to you and sarah reminds you guys in the freebie peace in your mind and body and love for the other person are always available no one's actions can deny you these things yeah and a lot of times we tell ourselves well they did this thing so i can't love them or i can't okay and that's just a lie you're just lying to yourself yeah that almost makes me tear up because Oh, it just does. I don't know. That's really, that's really powerful. You can do this with anything. It could be as simple as your sister-in-law made an offhand comment that offended you or you think offended you. And you can do this, this model work on that. And it'll show you that she didn't actually offend you. You're offending yourself. Right. Or on somebody tailgating you. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Anything that's going on in your life. So what you want to do, and we have this great, page seven of the freebie, we've got this great space for you to do this. What you want to do is, first off, you're going to do a thought download. Some people call this a brain dump. It's the same thing. You're just going to... I don't like that word, dump. (laughs) (laughs) You hear that? I don't like it. Okay, well, we'll cancel the word dump from from this podcast. Okay, so what you want to do is you do a thought download about the pain you believe somebody else has caused you. So if I were coaching myself on my tailgater, which I clearly need to do more of, uh, if I were coaching myself on the tailgater, I would write down every thought that I have when I think about this pain that this tailgater is supposedly causing me. Write down every everything that happened, everything you did, everything they did, everything you're thinking, everything you're feeling about it now. And this just gives you almost like a menu of things to pick out and choose for your model. It's fun. You can go back and and look at it and think, which of these is most painful? Which of these is the juiciest? Which of these do I want to kind of dig in more on? I found that when I, the more I've done these thought downloads over the last years, however long, the more I've done them, the easier it is to look over them. When you look back at them after you finish and you kind of read over everything, it's so interesting now how much quicker my brain goes to, well, these are all just thoughts. These aren't actually the truth of anything. It's just, that's what's happening in my brain. Look at it because that's all, that's what a model is. It's a 
snapshot of your brain in any given moment. And you just want to be aware of all the things that are happening and how your thoughts are creating your reality in that moment. So it's really powerful to think about whether or not the other person did what they did because they actually wanted to hurt you. Like, do you think that their thoughts or their motivations had anything to do with wanting to hurt you in any way? Right. Right. So in our earlier example of Sarah waiting for the text, she could ask herself, do I think that they're not texting me back because they're, they want to hurt me? They want me to suffer. Yeah. And your, my, your brain might be like, yeah, I do. Yeah, but I then, think that they're doing that to hurt me. Right, so then that's why when you, well, it's fine, your brain might say that, but then you want to ask, well, why would they want to hurt me that way? Why would, right. they, why would they do that? Right, or your brain might be like, no, of course not. Of course they're not wanting this person me to hurt. This does not ever want me to hurt, yeah. Right, it's just interesting to, to pick that out and see what your, brain, what your brain gives you there. Yeah, and so when you think about what their motivations might be, then you can do what we call a maybe model because you can never ever know for sure what anyone else's models are. And I think just knowing that on its own is super powerful because it's, it's like when Byron Katie talks about if a thought is true and you can answer if it's true or not, but then you ask yourself again, can I absolutely know that it's true? You can never absolutely know whether your thoughts are true or what anyone else is thinking and what their models really are looking like. But you can get to the place of kind of guessing and coming up with a, a maybe, then you can see, okay, well, they're probably not intending to hurt me. Right. And just a sidebar on that, for those of you who bristle at the idea that there is no objective truth and that you can never really know if something is true, I held on to that for so long. I thought, no, there is an objective truth. There's science. You know, <laughs> yeah. but when you look at science and how it evolves over the years, so many times scientists will decide something's true and then years later prove that that wasn't true. So was it true back then? Yeah, because we believed it. But is the more updated science true now? Yeah, because we believe it. it might change in the future. Well, and the thing about science, which is so funny, though, there's two things about science. First of all, it's all... There's two things that are funny about science, and that is it. <laughs> <laughs> there are, yeah, there's only two things you need to know about science. Okay, one of them, one of them is that it's all, well, it's all evidence-based, right? So that's, right. that's why we, we say that science is the truth, quote-unquote truth, because we have all this evidence. Right. But the thing about evidence, and this is, I guess, the second thing about science, is that evidence is all collected by human brains. Right. You know, we can write it down on a piece of paper and say, I have this evidence. I've done these experiments and I have all this proof. But still, it's just your brain saying, this is valid because I have this evidence. It's just yeah. deciding to believe it. Yeah, and of course there are, you know, protocols and, and studies to minimize bias but you can never truly eliminate it because it's still a human brain collecting the evidence right doing what human brains do which is they're just machines that create that collect evidence and right. build up a case for something yeah and there's nothing wrong with that that's what we do but it's just that it's just even having all the evidence doesn't actually and you can ask any scientist this they will agree yeah. with you that yeah, yeah we can have tons and tons and tons of evidence that something is true 
but it doesn't actually definitively mean that it's true. It just means we believe it is. Right. Yeah. Somebody in my family is a retired physician and he always says that, that medicine is just an educated guess. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. You can That's... be very, very educated and you have nothing yeah. to, to, you have no way to prove it wrong, but proof is still just, you know, it's subjective. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Sorry for that tangent, but I just thought, I, th- I just thought a lot of you probably were thinking the same thing that, that I used to think that no, there is an objective truth. So to go back to the maybe model, these are really fun to do because like Sarah was saying, you can never know for sure what's driving their model, but you can guess and it's really revealing to see what your brain comes up with. And it helps you to have compassion, which compassion is so, it's so powerful when you're, when you're feeling emotional pain because of what you think someone did something and you think that's causing you all this emotional pain. When you can get to compassion for them, it's so powerful to be like, okay, but they're just a human too. And yeah. they probably didn't do this on purpose. Even if you yeah. think they did do it on purpose, if you do this maybe model, you can see, yeah, they might've done it on purpose, but they had a really good reason in their brain. It in their like, brain. It seemed like the best option or the only right. option. Right, You might not think it's a good reason, but they obviously did because... Really, people only ever attack when they're feeling attacked. So yeah. you only say or do things that are mean or hurtful to another person because you feel like you've been attacked and you need to protect yourself and so that's really all we're ever doing is just trying to protect ourselves yeah what's that quote it's something like the first act of war is defense yeah aspiring katie oh it is (laughs) yeah the first act of war is defense and i it's so true because anytime you're feeling aggressive it's because you're feeling defensive like anytime you're acting aggressive it's because you feel defensive ask yourself if you've ever had a similar feeling because of a similar thought. Can you put yourself in the same position as the person that you think hurt you? Just because you have different actions from someone else with the same thoughts and feelings. This is like what we were talking about earlier. If you were that person, your actions would look exactly like their actions do. Right. You're you, so you can have the same sorts of thoughts and feelings and you might have completely different actions, but that's because you're you and they're them. It doesn't mean that anything has gone wrong or that they should be different. Okay. So after you've done your model on how you felt when you were thinking similar thoughts, then you want to think about, okay, how about now? What do I want to feel about this person that I think hurt me? Do I want to keep thinking these things I'm thinking about them? And we're talking about what think about them, the person, not about what they did. We, as humans, we do all kinds of stuff, but the things we do are not who we are. Right. So Sarah asked me the other day, how do you want to feel about this tailgater? And I said, well, I guess I want to feel annoyed. And she said, okay, then you can keep that emotion. We're, we're just telling you that you have options of, of the feelings that you want to keep and the, the thoughts that you want to keep going. But say you don't want to keep that model say you want to feel at peace say you want to feel powerful say you want to feel anything other than what you're feeling right now you can plug it into an intentional model and these are so cool because you start to realize that you can get any result that you want right but you want to make sure you're waiting to do these intentional models until after you've processed the the pain that your current thoughts are causing Yeah. You don't want to resist those because that won't get you anywhere. Right. 
But once you've accepted what is. Accept what is happening in your mind. It's not so much about saying, oh, I have to accept this circumstance because sometimes that's hard. You really just need to accept what's happening in your brain about the circumstance. Right. Oh, that's so good. But it's really interesting too to do, if, if this is something that you're ruminating on and you're stuck on, do this worksheet every morning and see how your brain changes. I'm going to do this on the tailgater <laughs> well, and see how it changes over time. It is super powerful. Even if you want to keep your current unintentional model, it is super powerful to do an intentional just because it, it forces your brain to consider other options. And right. that's really, that's, that is the most powerful because your brain will fixate on a thought, it'll attach to one and it will, you'll believe that it's the only option. And as long as you're stuck in that, you can't move. And so you do these models, your unintentionals to see where you are. And then the intentional is just to kind of play around and just be like, well, what else could be possible? You don't have to go to that and you don't want to try to force yourself into that, but just opening yourself to, well, maybe there's another way to look at it is, it is the most powerful thing I think that you can do. Definitely. I agree. I'm willing to believe it might be possible. It's like, and you can have a million steps to it. You can be like, I'm willing to believe that maybe it could be someday, possibly I could be open to it. Like you could have a hundred yeah. steps between and that's fine. Cause if you can just believe that even if it's a hundred steps, if you can say, yeah, I believe that, then it's like, Oh, okay. It reminds me of in the bachelor when they always say, I'm starting to think about maybe one day falling in love with you. And the girl is like, oh my God, that's so great. Because they see a path to that person right. getting to love to them. It's like, Even though it almost feels just as good as somebody. Yeah. Saying. Well, because it's like that path is always there. But as soon as yeah. you acknowledge that you might be able to see that it might almost be there, then yeah. it's like, oh, now it's open to me, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. <It's>, uh, <laughs> maybe. Maybe I'm starting to might fall in love with you. Oh, so good. Yeah. If you have questions about this or you have a situation that is particularly difficult for you, reach out to us. You can find us on social media. We're on Facebook and Instagram at The Pain Coaches. You can also go to our website, thepaincoaches.com, to reach out to us to contact us there. And snag this freebie. It's really good this week. You're going to want to do it every day. Next week, we are going to be talking about pain and the primitive brain. It's going to be good, y'all. You're going to get to meet our, our primitive brain. Be sure to tune in next week. I'd love to hear your feedback. Feel free to leave us a rating and a review so we can know how we can help you. Woohoo! This is Karen Lindy. And I'm Sarah Reed. And we are the Pain Coaches.